Welcome to Mount Olive First Pentecostal Holiness Church. Thank you for connecting with us. In just a moment, Pastor Jeff will be sharing an uplifting and encouraging message that we pray will inspire you in your walk with God. Our desire at MOF PHC is for you and your family to find hope in Jesus Christ so that he will transform your life. Thanks again for connecting with us. Please contact us if we can help you discover God's purpose for your life. Enjoy the message. Well, we've been talking over the last few weeks about doing the will of God. How many of you want to do the will of God for your life? You want to do the will of God? And so through that declaration, we've been declaring some things that we want to uh, declare over our life, despite what we see being declared in the culture, in the world that we live, live in. God's people who want to do God's will are making declarations that as for me and my house, we will pray. Because we believe that some things are only going to come through prayer and even fasting. And we also believe that we're going to serve in the local church and that we're going to live in the word of God and that we are going to uh, praise the Lord no matter what happens in our life. And we're going, to, we're going to walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. And we're also going to walk in love. Well, I want to just declare today that as for me and my house, as for me and my house, we will share the good news. We will share the good news. Some of you know we have some good news to share. And so as for me and my house, we're going to share the good news. And I take this from the gospel of Mark because Jesus, after he died on the cross and was buried and resurrected, before he ascended back to heaven, Jesus had contact with his disciples. And one of those encounters that he had with his disciples, he, he gave them some very powerful words before he was to ascend back to heaven to sit at the right hand of the Father to make intercession for us. And listen to these last words before he went back to heaven. He shared with his disciples who represent us today as the church Jesus said to his followers in Mark 16, 15, he says, go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. He was speaking to his disciples and he's speaking to us today. He said to, he said to them and he's saying to us today, go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Paul picked up on those words even later, as he shared with young Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 5, when he told young Timothy, he says, Timothy, you, you, I want you to just focus on this one verse. He says, I want you to work at telling others the good news. Some translations would say, Timothy, I want you to do the work of an evangelist. Do the work of an evangelist, and that is to work at telling other people the good news. An evangelist is someone who works at sharing the good news of Jesus Christ with other people. You are an evangelist. You are an evangelist. I am an evangelist. We are, we are called to preach the good news to the all creation. We are to work, like Paul told Timothy, at telling others the good news. We are evangelists. Every single one of us. Jesus did the work of an evangelist. The disciples did the work of an evangelist. 
Philip, the deacon in the church, did the work of an evangelist. John the Baptist, the forerunner of Jesus Christ, he did the work of an evangelist. The early church, they did the work of an evangelist. And God is calling us today. That is for me in this house, we are called to do the work of an evangelist. We're called to work at telling other people the good news. Every church, hear me please, every church... Every church should work with urgency telling others the good news of Jesus Christ. Every church should be praying with urgency for the lost. Every church with urgency should be looking for the lost, loving the lost, and laboring for the lost. As for me in my house and as for me in this house, we will share the good news of Jesus Christ with others. We find this illustrated in the scriptures when in John chapter 1. If you have your Bibles, you can open up to John chapter 1, verses 35 through 42. I've been reading in John because I'm working on something, getting us uh, preparing for what we're going to do here on Easter. And as I've been reading in the book of John, I was reminded just a week or so ago of a powerful verse, actually several verses here in John chapter 1. Verse 35 through 42. John the Baptist, who is an evangelist telling other people about Jesus, he's testifying about the Lord here. And listen to what he says. What the, what the Word of God says. The Bible says the next day John was there again with two of his disciples. You see, John the Baptist had people that followed him. And two of his disciples were there with him. And it says that when, when John the Baptist saw Jesus passing by, he said, Look, the Lamb of God. And when the two disciples heard him say this, they followed Jesus. Turning around, Jesus saw them following and asked, What do you want? And they said, Rabbi, which means teacher, where are you staying? Come, Jesus replied, and you will see. So they went and saw where he was staying and spent that day with him. It was about the 10th hour. Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, was one of the two who heard what John had said and who had followed Jesus. The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. And he brought him to Jesus. And he brought him to Jesus. And Jesus looked at him and said, you are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas, which uh, when translated is Peter. I want you just to notice with me here a few things before we pray. We see here in John chapter 1, verse 35 here going through. We see in Andrew the power and influence of one person who has a burden to share the good news with others. It was Andrew. It was Andrew who brought Peter to the Lord. When you read the scriptures, you hear a lot about Peter and Peter's life and even a letter that Peter has written in the Bible. But you don't hear much about Andrew. But Andrew was his brother. Andrew is the one that brought Peter to the Lord. It reminds us the power and the influence of one person. If you've ever studied church history you would probably hear, and I'll show you the photo here, of people like D.L. Moody. D.L. Moody was probably the greatest evangelist of his time. And many people have read books about D.L. Moody, books that he's even written about uh, different things in the Christian life. But have you ever heard of Edward Kimball? Edward Kimball, 
There would never be a D.L. Moody without Edward Kimball. Edward Kimball was a shoe salesman in Chicago, and he worked in the same shoe department with D.L. Moody. He was a shoe salesman. He was not a bishop. He was not a preacher. He was not a pastor. He was a shoe salesman that loved the Lord. And that shoe salesman led young D.L. Moody to the Lord. And D.L. Moody responded to the gospel and went on to be one of the greatest evangelists of his generation. And it all happened because Edward Kimball's faithfulness to share the good news to D.L. Moody, who in turn reached millions of souls for Jesus Christ how about the greatest evangelist of our time the late Billy Graham you've all heard of Billy Graham we've heard his messages and we've seen him on television but have you ever heard of Henrietta Mears Henrietta Mears in 1928 she was called to teach a Sunday school class in, in, a, in a Presbyterian church in California in Hollywood and under her direction, her Sunday school class grew from 400 people to 4,000. And she went on to be the founder of Gospel Light Publishing in Southern California. And her life, her teachings influenced so many people that went into full-time Christian ministry. And one of the people that she influenced was Billy Graham. Praise God this morning for one person who is willing to work at sharing the good news with other people. Because you never know what the impact's going to be when you share the good news with somebody else. Praise the Lord. So here's what I want you to do. I want you just to real quickly follow along, and I want you to see some things that we can help us as we share the good news. As for me in this house, we're going to share the good news. As for me in my house, we're going to personally share the good news. We're going to personally share the good news. In verse 37, the Bible says those two disciples, they followed Jesus. Following Jesus means you have a personal relationship with him. If you are a Christian, you have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Before you can share Jesus, you must... Uh, know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. Before you can go tell others how Jesus has changed their life, how Jesus can change their life, Jesus he, he must have first changed your life. How can you give what you don't have? So before you can go out into the world and tell the world what Jesus can change in their life, you must first have been changed. And that change, it's a, it means a personal conversion. Conversion is a transformation into something new. Conversion means that you're now a new person in Christ. You have a new life. You have a new peace, a new hope, a new direction, a new purpose, a new eternal destiny. Conversion means you have been made new. 2 Corinthians 5.17 says, Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. Your old life is gone and the new life has come all by the grace of God. If you're going to stand before somebody and declare the good news, your life has to been, have been personally changed by Jesus Christ. The Bible describes conversion like this. One who was blind, but now they see. One who was lost, but now they've been found. One who uh, loved sin and now, I mean, one that uh, loved sin, but now they hate sin. One who was living in darkness, but now is living in God's light. One who was an enemy of God, but now is a friend of God. Conversion is described as being born again spiritually. 
Jesus declared this in John 3, 3. He says, I tell you the truth, no one can see the kingdom of God unless he is born again. I ask you this morning, are you born again spiritually? Do you have a new life in Jesus Christ? Are you personally saved? Let me tell you, church, to share the good news you need to be saved and you need to be sure of it because as sure as you walk out into this world and you begin to share the good news, your faith is going to be challenged. Your faith is going to be tested and you need to have a confidence in Christ for your own personal salvation. It has to be your personal salvation, not what God did in grandma and grandpa's life and not what God did in your mom and daddy's life. There has to be a personal work in your life. And if you're unsure about your salvation, then you're not even going to want to share Jesus. And this is something that really bugs me as a pastor. If y'all want to know what bugs me, I'm getting ready to tell you now, so don't ever do it again. <laughs> when I hear people who are, they say they're followers of Christ, but I hear them make statements like this, and they say, well, I hope I'm saved, or I think I'm saved. Let me tell you something, friend. In the day and time that we live in right now, you better know you're saved. You better know you're saved. Not I think so or I hope so. And the Bible says that you can know so. You can know so. John said this. He says, I write these things in 1 John 5, 13. To you who believe in the name of the Son of God so that you may know that you have eternal life so that you may know not hope so or think so but you know so when you walk out and begin to share the good news into this world around us you walk with a confidence because you know you're saved how are you going to share to God well I, I, well, I think I'm saved I hope I'm saved no 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 I'm saved and you can be saved too God help us an evangelist is someone that is saved and following Jesus and you have a personal testimony. Every one of us have a personal testimony of what God has done in our life and we're to go tell the world what Jesus has done. Listen, don't leave out of here and go try to tell the world what the church has done or what a ministry has done or what a person has done. You go out there and let them know what Jesus has done in your life. As for me and my house, we will personally share the God it's, it's got to be personal it's got to be personal man it, listen if you if you've been down and, and and you know that God has rescued you and redeemed you out of sin and forgiven you and given you a new life man there's a joy in you there's a light in you there's a love in you and you're going to want to tell other people let me tell you what Jesus has done for me listen you may not have a, a, a testimony of coming out of addiction but you know what some of the most powerful testimonies I've ever heard uh, was brother Neil Swinson when he shared his one time about uh, living you know just going through the motions but then finally one day he stopped playing church and put his faith in Jesus Christ and the Lord saved him listen everybody has a personal story and if it's in you you need to make sure you're telling other people and Neil I'm sorry I didn't ask you for permission but I will never forget your testimony brother praise the Lord you just do it and ask for forgiveness later thank you for letting me share that so as for me and my house we will also prioritize sharing the good news in verse 40 in verse 40, 41 Lord help me 
The first thing, it says, the first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon and tell him, we have found the Messiah, that is the Christ. The first thing, the first thing Andrew did was went and he told his brother. It was the first thing, and it should be the first thing in our life. Charles Spurgeon, another great preacher from history, I can promise you it was the first thing in his life. It was a main priority in his life to share the good news. Listen to this quote right here from Charles Spurgeon. This is a man who shared the good news. It was a first priority for him. Let sinners leap to hell over our dead bodies. And if sinners perish, let them perish with our arms wrapped around their knees, imploring them to repent. And if hell must be filled, let no one go unwarned or unprayed for. Spurgeon's first priority was sharing the good news. And I ask you this morning, church, with all sincerity, is, is sharing the good news of Jesus Christ first priority for you? Is it first priority for you? What if you knew that today or this week was the last week you had here on this earth? I think it would probably change our priorities. And hopefully we would go to others with urgency working to bring them to Christ. You know what? It could be our last day here on earth. It could be our last week here on earth. So we should have an urgency, a first priority to bring other people to Jesus Christ. The only thing that we can take with us when we leave this world and go to heaven, guess what? Is souls. That's the only thing you can take with you. You can work and you can gain all the riches of the world. But what profit a man if he gains the whole world, yet forfeits his soul. You can work and gather all the toys you want. You can buy bigger barns to put them in all you want. But you're not taking none of that. I've told you before, I don't know how many funerals I've done, but I've never seen a U-Haul trailer there at the grave. You're not taking it with you. It's going to be burnt up. The only thing you can take with you to heaven is souls. So let that be our main priority. Our main priority. As for me and my house, we will share the good news with lost people. You know why? Because Jesus is coming back. He's coming back. And when he comes back, friend, when he comes back, there will not be another. That's going to be it. You need to get right now. We share the good news as a priority because hell is a real place. We should be focused because there's still time right now and, and people are lost and on their way to a real hell. And God help us. Hear me right here. God help us not to play church, but to be a praying church that we would hear the voice of God, that we can just put aside all the petty stuff and let's focus on the main thing. And the main thing is reaching souls for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That was affirmed yesterday in Falcon when we went through the leadership uh, conference yesterday and praise the Lord, we have a new bishop. We need to pray for Oris Hubbard, an assistant bishop, Jonathan Altman, a new council member, Paul Evans. But we were reminded yesterday in that special conference that what it really matters and what it all comes down to are names being written down in the Lamb's Book of Life. I hope your name is in that book. I hope your family's name is in that book. God help us to make it a priority. And as for me and my house, we will also have a proper view, a proper view of the good news. Listen to what Andrew said. 
The first thing Andrew did was to find his brother Simon, and here we go, and tell him, we have found the Messiah that is the Christ. Andrew had a proper view of Jesus. We're living in a day right now, friend, that people are trying to twist the word of God and make it sound like they want it to sound and they're trying to paint Jesus this way and one way if you want to know who Jesus is you need to make sure you're basing it on the word of God and we need to know who he is you need to have a proper view of who Jesus is if you're going to share the gospel you better know who you represent and if you're not representing him don't tell him you're from Mount Olive First PA's church pick a church somewhere else you know Jesus asked Peter later on in his life he says who do you say I am and Simon Peter answered says you are the Christ the son of the living God Peter had the proper view Andrew had the proper view listen Peter was a fisherman he was a fisherman we don't have to have a doctrine in theology to be able to share Jesus you just need to have a, a love for Christ and knowing that a personal testimony where he's changed you and there's been a conversion in your life and you just share. It all comes down to making sure you know the one you represent. We need to know who Jesus is. We need to know what he's done and we need to know what he can do. And the proper view to be able to share the good news is you need to know that Jesus' birth was a virgin birth. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit. He lived a sinless life. He died on the cross for sinners. His blood was shed. He was buried. He was resurrected. He's alive. Hallelujah. How can a dead Savior save anybody? Our Jesus is alive. Praise the Lord today. Hallelujah. You need to know that. You need to know that. You need to know that he's coming back again. And you need to know that Jesus is the only way to be saved. You're going to be tested and challenged with that as you go and share the good news. Well, I can be saved many different ways. Why has it got to be Jesus? Well, let me just tell you what God says. Salvation is found in no one else, for there's no other name under heaven given to men, which we must be saved. Only Jesus can save you. And, no, and here's some good news for you. No matter how far sin has taken you, and it'll take you to some deep, dark places, no matter your past, Jesus can save you. We need the proper view. The proper view is he's the only one that can forgive your sins. He's the only one that can save you. He's the only one that can set the captive free. He's the only one that can heal the brokenhearted. He's the only one that can turn your life around. He's the only one that can give sight to the blind. He's the only one that can take what the devil meant for evil and turn it into good. He's the only one that is the way, the truth, and the life. That's who he is. Hallelujah. God help us. To share the good news. But you better have a proper view of who he is. Make sure you know who he is. And as for me and my house, we will passionately share the good news. Passionately. That's where we get the word compassion. Passionately. Are you passionate? Are you passionate about sharing the good news? As for me in this house, we are passionate about sharing the good news. God stir a passion in this church. Do you have a passion to bring people to Jesus? Do you really have a passion for those that are without Christ and who are on their way to a real hell? If you don't have that passion, then you need to get around this altar or get into a closet somewhere and pray, Lord, break my heart for what breaks yours. 
because the Lord's heart is broken over those that are in sin. It's His will that no man should perish, but everyone come unto repentance. Passion will move you to go share Jesus with somebody that's lost. Passion will move you out of your comfort zone. Well, I, I, I'm, that, this is, I'm not, that's not me, Pastor. You're getting me out of my comfort zone. They're, let the, the preachers, we got a staff here. That they, let them go share the gospel. That's, that's upside down church. You know what? The pastors are called to do to encourage you, to equip you. And the army of God is to go out and we're to win souls. And I'm trying to be nice right here. But you don't have to call a pastor to come and, and, and run to somebody and you're right there with them and you can win them to Jesus. And that's happened here in this church. I've had people call me. I can remember one situation right now. Call, want me to drive all the way on to the other side of Kinston before I could get there. That man had died and the man was right there with him. You went into Christ. Peter was a fisherman. You don't have to have a doctrine in theology. God, a passion to get me out of my comfort zone. To bring people to Christ. Passion will move you to pray for the lost. And we're going to gather here tomorrow night. We'll see how much passion you got. Praying for the lost at FaceTime tomorrow night. Passion will move you to invite someone to church. In fact, uh, if you came in this morning, did you get this card right here? Did everybody get one of these uh, cards that says, sit with me? Okay, this means you reply back to me. Did you get a card? Wave, no, yeah, no, nobody got a card? Huh? On the way out. I was going to say, all the ushers are fired. Okay, you're going to get a card when you go out. It's the sit with me card. Five people. We're getting geared up for our Easter services in just a few weeks, and we're going to be sharing the good news through our Easter services. We're going to have three services, and we want every single one of you to list five people that you're going to pray for, you're going to invite to come and sit with you in those Easter services. And before you leave today, you go by the doors outside, and the ushers are going to hand you this card. Please take it. We're going to have some Easter invite cards to help put into their hand That'll be down the road, and uh, we pray that those five that you're praying for will come and hear the good news. You don't tell me there's not power and invite? I'm not trying to embarrass you, Phoenix, but Phoenix, Phoenix, can you just wave your hand up in the air? He's probably going to get me later. Phoenix was invited to church here by Johnny Summerlin and Mary Cashwell. And last Sunday, Phoenix, right there, kind of where he's at, got on his knees and fully surrendered his life. New commitment to Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. There's power and influence in an invite. And so take the cards today before you leave and put those names on there and then we're going to give you some more tools and you're going to hear more about how you can invite them passion will, passion will move you to invite passion will move you to go pick somebody up and bring them to church with you 
Passion will move you to do everything possible to get people to Jesus, no matter the cost. Passion will move us to build a new building if we need to build a new building for more souls and make more disciples. So I ask you before we close, brother, if you want to come on or whoever's going to lead here at the end, passion is something we all need. Are you passionately bringing people to Jesus? God, give us a passion. Who can you share the good news with this week? Who can you share the good news with this week? Who in your family can you share the good news with? Who at your work? Who in the community? Who at school can you share the good news with this week? Who on social media can you share the good news with? God help us. As for me and my house, as for me in this house, we will share the good news. How many of you have some family members that are lost right now? You know they're lost. Come on. And you're praying for them. You're pleading for them. Do you realize that if they were to die right now in their sin, do you know they're going to go to a place called hell? And I know they probably are frustrating at times, and I know they probably worry to snot out of you at times, and I know it gets on your nerves sometimes on how they respond. But God help us to keep pleading passionately, praying passionately. God, get a hold of the heart. You may be here this morning, and that may be you. You, you may be in that place now where it's not personal for you because you've never received Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Savior. Let me share with you some good news. We have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Your pastor, these leaders, every single one of us, that we, have, we have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And sin separates us from God the wages of sin is death it's an eternal death but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ it's free to us but he paid a price and Jesus came to this earth on mission hallelujah and he had you on his mind and he went to the cross at Calvary and he took the he, he was the substitute for you and for me. He took that shame, that suffering. He did it all for you and me. He died on the cross. He bled on that cross. And he died and he was buried. And on the third day, he was raised back to life. And he is alive. And he is still saving. He's still setting people free. He's still redeeming. He's still transforming. He's still converting people. He's still working. He's alive and he's here right now. And he can save you. He can save you. I don't care how far you've gone. He can save you. I don't care how good you think you've been. He can save you. You, you know the challenge I always feel from the Holy Spirit when trying to preach the gospel and share the good news is man we got some we got some messed up people that walk up in here I know I was one of them but you know what one of the, you know what's worse than that is those that think they're good enough to get to heaven 
God, break that stronghold, pull down that lie, because you can't earn your way, you can't be good enough. You may have perfect attendance and got the badge and all, but it's going to do you no good unless you repent of your sin and receive Jesus Christ by faith, by faith, by faith. And some of you are holding on to mom and daddy's coattail thinking that's going to get you in. That's not going to do nothing for you. You need to get on your knees. Cry out, holy, holy God, save me. Rescue me out of my sin. I want you to do me a favor, please, and just bow your heads. Everybody, please, just bow your heads. Close your eyes. Oh, you're here this morning and God is speaking to you. And you want it to be personal in your life. Hallelujah. God, speak. Holy Spirit, work. Begin to draw them to you right now, Father. Draw them right into a relationship with Jesus. Maybe you're here today and you, you know it's not personal for you, but you want it to be. You're ready to repent of your sin. You're ready to receive Jesus Christ. And you want me just to pray with you right now. Nobody looking around. It's just between us and the Lord. So I'll know how to pray for you. But if that's you, would you be bold enough and courageous enough just to lift your hand right now and say, Preacher, please pray for me. Please pray for me. Would you obey the Lord? Would you obey the Lord? God bless you, sir. God bless you. Is there any others? Just be obedient to the God bless you. God bless you, ma'am. Right there where you are, just begin to pray. Father, I come to you and I acknowledge and admit to you I'm a sinner. I've sinned and fallen short of the glory of God, but I thank you for the good news of Jesus Christ who came and I received today, Lord Jesus, into my life to be my Lord and Savior. I repent of my sin. I repent of my sin. I turn from it. I'm making a U-turn right now and I'm turning to you, Christ, and I'm turning in faith for you to be my Lord and for you to be my Savior. And I pray, God, that you would redeem me and rescue me and restore me. Hallelujah. And I thank you, Lord, by faith right now that I know, I know, I don't hope so, I don't think so, I know so that I am saved, I am on my way to heaven, and I am so glad. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I want everybody to stand with me right now, please. And while you're standing, let's give God praise for those that have made those decisions for Christ today. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Listen, I just need you to bear with me just a couple more seconds. This is not grab your pocketbook and put on your coat time. This is prayer time. Listen, we, how many of you, again, have somebody you love and you care for right now that you know that is lost and not on their way to heaven and they need to be saved? Would you raise your hand? I'm raising both of my hands. You know them. I want you to do me a favor and turn that chair right there where you are in for the next few minutes. I want you to turn it into an altar and I want you to pray. I want you to pray that God would give you or somebody an opportunity to go to them and share the good news with them. Come on, let's pray right now. Father, we pray. We pray for the lost. We pray for our family that is lost. We pray for our friends that are lost. We declare that it's for me and my house. We will share the good news. We will work. We will work at 
telling others the good news of Jesus Christ. Oh, for God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Thank you for the good news, Lord. And we speak that good news and we declare that good news, God, over our family, over our friends, over this community, God, over this nation, Lord, over this world, God. I pray, God, locally and globally, God, that you would help us as a church. God, that we would share the good news. God, give us boldness, Holy Spirit. I pray for boldness right now. I pray for love right now. I pray for grace right now to flow into every life here. And God, we pray that you would help us have opportunities, God, to share the good news this week, God. I pray, Lord, souls would come to know you through the workers of this church, through the worshipers of this church. God, I declare it. Touch, touch lost moms, lost dads. Touch lost brothers and sisters. Touch lost uh, sons and daughters, God, and grandchildren, God. I pray it right now, Lord. Lord, I pray it for lost students in our schools, Lord, and co-workers, God. I pray it right now, Lord, for God, help them to be saved. Save them, Lord. Save them, God. Be merciful to them, Lord. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Come on. Would you just speak their name right now? Can you just whisper their name to the Lord right now where you are? God, save them. God, save them. Save them, Lord. Save that brother. Save them. Save them, God. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord.